Hello to everyone. I'm Gloria Lepic-Corrigan, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Your Accessible Life podcast, a podcast platform designed to provide practical support for living well with a disability, less ability, or physical challenge. We're recording this podcast in the month of December as we are moving through the busy holiday season, and it can be a joyous and exciting time as the holidays approach, but they can also be particularly challenging to those of us who have developed new or worsening less abilities. My family grew to dread my response to the holidays as my health declined. All of the expectations that I had about what the holidays should be and what my role needed to be in these holidays weighed so heavily on my spirit, and I became really a dark cloud for everyone else. Fortunately, I've learned some coping skills since then, but it can still be quite a challenge. So today I invited back a guest that we had several months ago, Mona McGregor. Mona is a licensed mental health counselor, and I know she has had many experiences with individuals facing holidays and expectations and challenges like these. And I asked her to join me for a conversation about the mixture of positive and negative feelings the holidays bring and how we can make the best of this season. So hello, Mona, and welcome back. Hi, Gloria. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let me start by asking you, just how common is anxiety about the holidays? It's very common. Uh, In fact, I just had a client leave my office, and I feel as though since Thanksgiving break, I have been working with many clients and friends to help them plan for what can be a challenging season. Whether we are with family, friends, or alone, the holiday seems to bring a myriad of emotions. It seems to be a time of deep reflection. Many people are missing those they have lost. Some have worried feelings about dynamics with loved ones they will share the holiday with. And there's also the burden of dealing with the expenses of the holidays and how they will manage that. Does having physical limitations or less abilities make it worse for people? Well, I think the limitations can definitely make it feel worse. People are reminded of what they have done in the past to prepare for the holidays. And due to changes in health, less abilities, or aging, they can no longer cope with the demands of getting ready for the holidays. If mobility is a problem, traveling can be stressful and overwhelming. And if you cannot travel, then family may be coming to you. And that can create worrisome thoughts just about preparing your home, decorating, hosting a large meal, and entertaining. I think what's important is, as you plan, keep in mind the ones you love and their limitations. Do your friends want quiet time with you? Are your loved ones slowing down? Maybe they don't have the energy or the mobility for as many activities or events as they had done in the past. I think it's important to ask others what they would like instead of just assuming you know what's best for them. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that before, but you're right. It's I'm not the only one that had a less ability. I was realizing that other people in the family may have been having those issues, different kinds of issues, but less abilities too. So thank you for pointing that out. What are some coping tricks that people can employ to survive or even thrive through the holidays, even as their abilities have changed? Well, there's two ways of thinking. I believe that it's a great opportunity to let go of many things, things that used to be. 
Utilize services like prepared meals from your favorite restaurant or market, grocery delivery, online shopping. And one of the greatest things you can do is make reservations. Mm -hmm. The beautiful home-cooked meal and everyone around the table clinking glasses during a toast sounds great. But if everyone is exhausted, stressed, overwhelmed, or rushing to more than one home to celebrate, you may not be able to enjoy the real reason for being together. And that's to create time to enjoy those you love and feel grateful that you have the ability to be together. The other thing is, I mentioned uh, letting go, but equally important is to hang on. Hang on to some traditions you love. Driving through the neighborhood to see Christmas lights, your favorite food, maybe it's the crazy holiday exchange, Christmas caroling. Some families have a tradition of Christmas pajamas. It's also a wonderful time to talk about your memories of past holidays. Look at photos. Sit with your family and your loved ones. Hear their stories. I, um, something I, I say often is, I think you can have it all, but, but what everybody wants in a holiday may look different. People should decide what feels good to them. For some people, it might be a cruise when no family get together or a big party with friends where everyone contributes, an intimate dinner with your partner, or it could be the big family event. I, for me, several years ago, I had, a, I had a memory thinking about our interview. I spent Christmas in Venice, Italy. It was exotic and romantic and a magical place, but my heart was breaking for my family. As I get older, it's time with the ones I love that create the happiest moments for me. Now it's a non-negotiable. I will be spending Christmas with my parents. This time, this time for me is so precious as we age. I think we both need each other even more. Another thing that I think is important too is despite the fact that I am so far away from family most of the year, I am really blessed to have a tribe of great friends in Florida. I encourage everyone that can't be with loved ones to find someone to celebrate the holidays with and also reach out to those that don't have anyone to share the holidays with. Some people do special things like go to a senior's home or assisted living facility. Find someone that is alone and include them in your family. Donate to a homeless shelter. Share what you have with others. The act of being of service, giving to those less fortunate, or those that may be alone could be the most beautiful gift to give and receive. You will not be the same or have any time to feel sorry for yourself when you reach out and do something kind for someone else. What great ideas. Thank you so much. Now, interestingly, my family had told me that because I had turned over some of the bigger activities to let them do it, that, that I've become more peaceful. But I've kept the activities that I enjoy the most. That's exactly what you were just describing. Uh, like, I'm always the one that sends out you know, Christmas cards. And I've also added some new easy activities, like for me personally, going to a coffee shop and getting an eggnog latte, it sure lifts my spirit and it's become my version of a new Christmas tradition. So what I love about what you're sharing, Gloria, is that you are letting go of some old rules and old expectations. But I have a question for you. How long did it take you for, to release yourself from thinking that you had to do it all despite 
the changes you were experiencing? Oh, a long time. And, and I think it was finally that my family pointed out to me just what a Debbie Downer I had become by being so exasperated by what I couldn't do and, and not you know, enjoying them and enjoying their presence. And so, yeah, it was me finally realizing that, wait a minute, I love these people and I want them to have joy as well. And, and I think that's what made the difference. Great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Now, I know that socializing in general can be very important, but I dreaded going to parties a lot of times at homes that I knew weren't perfectly accessible. Or again, those same things, the expectations of of what you need to do at other people's parties or what you need to bring to other people's parties. Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I think this goes back again to planning, Uh, calling ahead to check thinking through the different scenarios that might happen, and then having kind of a loose action plan so that you know that there's an opportunity to lessen some of the anxiety because you have some other things to try. An important piece of the planning has to happen inside of us. Learning to enjoy what is rather than feeling bad about what isn't any longer. And I think too, it's being realistic. People will understand if things have changed for you as your body changes, as, as, um, as your priorities change, as what you find enjoyable changes, but it's your job to let others know what you need. I, I often say, ask for what you want. The answer may not always be yes. Good. Well, thank you. Uh, do you have any other additional thoughts about surviving and truly enjoying the holiday season? Yes. If you are struggling with a loss, depression, or anxiety, the holiday season is not the try to. It's not the time to try to cope alone. It's an ideal time to work with a counselor, someone that can help you plan ahead, mm-hmm. talk about the pressures, help you create a healthy approach to cope, how to practice self care, and support the idea you cannot please everyone. Mm-hmm. Counselors can help you recognize the people you can lean on, your areas of resiliency, and maybe find some positives in the midst of all the stressors. Many people face some very tense family situations. Counselors can help by discussing and identifying triggers, and they can help you develop possibly an exit strategy if there's an awkward get-together. So another thing that... uh, I'd like to add, because I, every year gets, I get excited about the new year, maybe not for the same reasons everybody else does, but we're approaching a new decade, which to me helps us to see new beginnings or a fresh start. And I think you know, Gloria, that I'm getting ready to launch my own podcast. It's called I Wonder If, where I'm interviewing people that have taken their dreams and brought them to reality, stories that I hope will inspire others to live their ideal life. And I'm starting the new year by creating an I wonder if list of 20 for 2020. Things I want to do this year, things I want to stop doing, travel, creativity, self-care, adventures, and opportunities to build even stronger relationships in my life. One of the first things on my list this year I told everybody, I declared like I was the the queen of Christmas or something, but (laughs) that I'm not giving Christmas gifts or birthday gifts this year. Instead of presents, I want to give experiences. Mm -hmm. 
an art class we can do together, a gift certificate for a yoga studio, travel, cooking classes. I want to create memories with the people I love. And Gloria, I hope you'll join me. I hope that maybe you can create your list of 20 for 2020 with me. What a great idea. I will absolutely do that. That is, that is wonderful. And, and that's interesting that you talk about creating experiences because interestingly, within my family, we've been doing more and more of that. Uh, one of the things we did, we've done that's new is now instead of giving each other's straight up gifts, we've been actually making donations to the charities of our choice. So if I like a, let's say the SPCA, people will give to the SPCA in my name, or if someone wants you know, to give to any organization. So our gifts have actually been giving charities. I love it. And I didn't mention that um, in, in the things that you had asked me. And I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I love that people, and by people giving to your cause, they're learning more about what's important to you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, wow. Thank you so much for your insights. I mean, I think we could probably talk about this for hours, but it's, it's, it, you've given me such good thoughts. I think you've given my, my listeners some really good thoughts about how to make the holidays good, regardless of what our situations are. Now, if any of my listeners would like to follow up with you directly, I know in the past you've given me some information. Would you like to give some contact information that you'd like to share? Absolutely. Um, my website for my private counseling practice is monamcgregor.com and my contact phone number is 727-418-8212 and the email is monamcgregor at aol.com. And again, this might be the time that people are looking to meet with a counselor. Mm-hmm. It is also maybe the time to connect with your counselor if you haven't met with them in a while, Mm -hmm. because our goal is to be able to help and to give you some options to feel better or to feel good with whatever you're facing at the time. Very good. I agree. Okay. To our listeners, I want to thank you again for joining us on this accessible journey. If you have any questions from this or earlier podcast episodes, please drop us a note at info at youraccessiblelife.com. And please join us again on future podcasts for even more information and practical inspiration. We welcome your comments and questions and ask you to subscribe and share our episodes. Uh, Wishing you a wonderful barrier-free week and a wonderful holiday season filled with joy. And thank you again, Mona. Thank you so much. I'd love to be with you. Happy holidays, everyone.